my older brother. Um, he's about six years older than me. So when he was in high school, I was in middle school and he played basketball and ran cross country. And he used to wake me up at one and two in the morning to make me go run miles with him. Welcome to Women Empower Active, an initiative started by UR Sportswear to empower women to find their own active adventure. I'm your host, Jacqueline Gross. Hello, my name is Erica and I am your host today. Here we have Naja Floyd. She went to Central Michigan University. She ran track there. She also ran for maximum output on AAU. She is phenomenal uh, track athlete doing 400. She still competes here and there. She's very athletic and in shape. And then she also studied sociology and mental health at Central Michigan University. And that is what she her discipline is right now. She also has her master's degree as well. Mm -hmm. Also, so I would love to just, uh, hand the baton off to Naja for her to uh, introduce and tell us more about yourself. Um, and we'll go from there. Like Erica said, I uh, went to Central Michigan University, studied sociology. Um, then I went on to get my master's um, in mental health counseling. Um, I am still very active in the track world. I am a uh, head coach at Southfield A&T. This was my first year, challenging year, but um, my first year there. And then also uh, this summer, I am coaching with um, the club team that I ran for when I was a teenager, maximum output as the Erica. Um, so that's what I'm busy doing these days. And of course, keeping myself in shape. I was really interested to talk to you, Naja, because Erica said that running kind of changed your life. And I wanted to know, how did you get into running? Oh my goodness, changed my life. <laughs> okay, um, so I, I grew up on the east side of Detroit, um, went to Dempsey High School and um well, I was always smart and in class, I was a bit of a troublemaker. Um, so um, getting into uh, altercations with other young ladies and um, one in fact caused me to be put out of all Detroit public schools and I had to go to an alternative school where I absolutely hated it um, for my 10th grade year. And I just told myself that I had to get it together and, and find another path and I wanted to go to college. So luckily um, they allowed me back in Detroit Public Schools. And as soon as I got there, um, my brother walked me to the track coach and got me on the track team. Um, and it just went from there. Um, and at a track meet, I met um, Stan Edwards. Um, and he said, hey, you know, you should come out and run for maximum output. And I did that and I was able to travel and it allowed me to develop so much discipline and um, work ethic running for that team. And it carried on into college um, where I had a, a great career at Central Michigan. Um, I actually, I held the conference record. It was just broken this year um, by someone from Miami, Ohio. Um, but I still have the school record in the 400 and the school record in the 200 um, and that time also qualified me for Olympic trials. Um, that was like 2007. Um, so track absolutely changed my life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a phenomenal story and it's yeah, so it relatable. Is. Like, <laughs> it's so yeah. cool, especially the impact that you have. Like, it's just amazing. So 
and that's why I, the, the girls, especially the girls that I coach, I try to push them so much because I know um, the impact that it can have on their lives. I know our viewers would love to know because if they, they knew what I knew about you, you are very, very disciplined, motivated, and on top of things. So I know our viewers would love to know how do you stay motivated? Mm -hmm. Because it is tough mentally always going and working out and you stay on it, like you mm -hmm. are on it. <laughs> And Erica, I get that question a lot, um, especially um, like my little followers on Instagram. They always ask me, like, how do you stay motivated? They've been watching me for years. Um, I, the number one thing is it's, it's fun for me. It's not a job for me to get up and go to the gym. And it's like I can't wait to get to the gym and, and work out. Um, the other thing is I, I work out late night, uh, usually around 10 o'clock. And I get to go, I put the headphones in my ear and I can zone out and like all the stressors from the day, um, anything I'm, I went through, it's just, it's gone. I don't think about it. I, I just zone out. So that's really how I stay motivated. It's like a therapy for me at the end of the day versus going to, going out <laughs> and stuff. I go to the gym. Right. And you still travel, like before COVID, like you were traveling, competing in meets. Um, how did you, like transitioning from college and competing like very competitively as an adult, how did you know, you know, where to get these contacts and compete? And did you have to fund yourself or get sponsors? So, um, so I was uh, training with Stan Edwards at University of Michigan, and there uh, is an agent. He's based here in Michigan. Um, he's going to kill me. I can't think of his last name, but his, um, his uh, company is uh, Coddington Elite, and he really just saw me training, uh, myself um, and another young lady. He just saw us training, and he offered us the opportunity to be able to go overseas and um, train and things like that. So, you know, we went to Trinidad and Tobago um, and some other places. It was really, really great. So that's how I got into it. Someone just really just saw us training and was like, hey, can I be your agent? And I was like, sure. Wow. So what are your upcoming, you have any upcoming events that you're competing in? Like you're working out at 10, 10 p.m. Um, are you focused in on, on, on anything? Like what? <laughs> so it's, it's funny that you asked that. Um, while I was at practice yesterday, um, myself and another, a former athlete, uh, um, a 400 meter athlete, um, Aaron Humphrey. Oh yeah. 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 No, you're working out with her. Yeah. So we're, so we're, we're, uh, coaching together right now. So Aaron Humphrey. I believe she was a state 400 record meter yep. holder at one point. Um, so she asked me, she said, so what do you think about the Masters? And uh, what the Masters is, uh, Jacqueline, if you're not familiar, is when you get a little older over, I believe it's third, between 30 and 35. Um, and it can go older than that. We can compete in what we call the Masters uh, USA's and basically track for older people. Mm -hmm. um, so she asked me, well, what did I think about doing that? And 
when I was at a track meet, another coach asked me, that's familiar with me, asked me, what did I think about doing the master? So I've been thinking about it. It wouldn't be the 400. It would definitely be the 800 because I don't think my body can take 400 training anymore. Um, so I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about the masters um, and training for the 800. Definitely right? do yeah. that. <laughs> If you decide, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I, will. I will. I ran the 800 at Michigan State. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm super excited for you. <laughs> what really? makes you, yeah, what, what made you want to switch over to, to the 800? <laughs> um, there, have, there has been so many coaches um, that told me, you should have ran the 800, you should have ran the 800. And I'm like, oh, blah, whatever. Um, so just one random meet in Canada. Um, I had a little strain in my quad, and so um, my coach decided to put me in the 800. I had no training. I was um, hurt, and I ran a 208. And so, <laughs> yeah, so they were like, um, we told you. So that's why, because I think I can, I can do, with real 800 training and being mm -hmm. healthy, I, could, I can run something good. Mm -hmm. so, so that's why. Yeah, wow, that's exciting. I'm getting excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> You said, how long were you coaching for the high school uh, girls? Uh, two years? Oh, in 2000 and, oh, was it 19? I think the 2019 season, I was at Harper Woods High School. Um, and then just this year, I'm, uh, I just completed a season at Southfield A&T. used to be Southfield High School. So. Nice. How was that during COVID? Um, you know what? I think since, I don't want to say it was nearing the end, but people were kind of getting more relaxed. Um, we, we actually had a lot of kids come out, about 50 kids come out um, to train. Um, and what they, Southfield was really good about COVID testing every Monday. Uh, we were really good about making sure that the kids had their masks on and staying socially distanced at practice. Um, of course, it's a little difficult sometimes because they want to gather and talk, but um, and it, it was outdoors. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't as hard as people would think. That's awesome. That's pretty good. <laughs> so we made it through with, with no issues with COVID. I was going to ask you too, because you have a master's in uh, clinical mental health. Is there, is that intentional? Did you do that before you decided to coach or was it just, you know, at the same time, you just thought it would be helpful? Okay. So yeah, I um, currently am a probation officer and I was noticing um, the kids needed a lot more than just punishment and sanctions. Um, and so I wanted to be able to do more for them. And eventually I'll move into the, the individual uh, mental health counseling. So I just wanted to have that background um, so that I knew how to deal with kids that came in my office that had uh, severe trauma in their background or was dealing with depression or anxiety or anything like that. I wanted to have that background so that I can help them more as a probation officer rather than just punishing and hanging down, handing down sanctions and things like that. So it was intentional, yeah. Wow, that's really impressive. Like, um, yeah, yeah I, so you kind of like went there, went out there on your own to like figure out a better way to help the, the people that you see, the children that you Correct. see. Yeah. Correct. Um, I just need more understanding. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, that's that's hugely important. So, do you do you take this kind of approach as well, like with your 
with your athletes? Like, are you using some of that background with your, with coaching um, athletes as well? Oh, absolutely. It's, um, it's, to me, it's easier to tell um, when you're dealing with a kid that is just doesn't want to practice that day, or you're dealing with a kid that has some things going on at home. Um, and I actually recently ran into that, um, where a young lady, she just came to practice and she wasn't talking and um, she wasn't really working hard in practice. And, you know, some coaches, they'll just get on you and, and yell at you and make you run. And she went to the bathroom um, and I noticed she was gone for about five minutes and I followed her to the bathroom and she was down in the bathroom just bawling, crying. Um, and so having that background, I know the questions to ask without, you know, being too evasive or uh, making anything worse. Um, and also the things that I need to say to her to get her back on track and um, focused. So it, it really does help, you know, because I feel like if I was a naive coach, I would have just yelled at her and told her to go home or something like that, which I have done before. <laughs> so um, but knowing that difference, it really having that background really helps you um, decipher that difference going through and getting that education did that change things for yourself too did you kind of grow from that experience or have you always had like this really I mean it seems like you have a very strong uh will and um it's very impressive and like Eric was saying that you're just very structured and so it seems like you already had like a very good head on your shoulders but did you did you learn anything about yourself like going through that education um did I learn anything I'm, I'm sure I did can I think of anything off top that I learned anything about myself? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure I did though. Yeah. Because it was it was such a process. It was um, trying to work, train, and um, complete my master's. So and maybe that's what I learned. <laughs> right, time management. <laughs> yeah, time management and that I'm a good multitasker, baby. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, how did you do that? How did you time manage everything? Because you said, do you oh, work out at like 10? I mean, yeah. by that time, I want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but you've had a full day. And then now you're still exerting energy at mm-hmm. night. So how did you fit everything in? Naps, Eric. No. <laughs> just um, ha- just really having the wheel um, to really want to finish it and um, um, complete accomplish I'm sorry my goal that was really really um, a, a goal of mine that I needed to accomplish and I could not fail so I just had to stick it out and yes some days I was very tired and I did not want to do it but I did it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you got it done that's awesome yeah like I think mental health is so important it's something that we really we focus on um and the children or kids that you coach are really lucky to have a coach that has that kind of in the forefront of your mind at all times. What are your thoughts about women in sports in general, like the whole sports industry for women? I think it's great. Um, I do know I, I'm very inspired by um, Alice and Felix, Felix and now um, the gymnast Simone Biles um standing up and, and leaving Nike and going I believe it's Athleta um, which is not a popular sports brand at all I never heard of it um but just to stand up for motherhood and how things should go and how women should be treated um in sports 
Um, you know, because we, you know, we start, we have babies, we do things like that, and we should be treated no differently um, than our male counterparts. Um, so as far as that, I think that's awesome. And I think the women athletes are great, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> Agreed so much, for sure. Hopefully we have change so that yeah. no one has to move in order to make a statement. Right. Mm -hmm. right your agent just found you working out and then was like I'm gonna sign you um do you feel like that's not a situation that normally happens with other Um, female athletes I don't I don't think that it is um however that particular agent he's I, I recently spoke to him um and I said you know I'm gonna have some athletes coming up so uh make sure you, you know, stay around. And he's like, yeah, sure. Um, so I don't, I don't think that's very common, but I think it will be. An agent for a track is a lot different than an agent for like football. Yeah. Um, well, my experience with him, um, it was great. Um, I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't ha- and I, I don't know um, how football agents operate. I'm, I'm not really familiar with it. Um, but I, I, I just do know my experience um, with the one that I had was great. Um, he basically did everything and just told me what time to be at the airport. Um, so all I can say to them is just to, to work hard and you never know who's watching you. Um, and that goes for when you're at practice, when you're not at practice, when you're on social media, you never know who's watching you. Um, so just work hard and, and, and make sure you're presentable at all times, I guess. You said you were juvenile probation officer. Wow. Um, When when this happened with you when you were younger and you kind of got into some trouble, um, do you feel like there's not, like you had the opportunity to take, you know, go into track and they let you back into school, which was, Mm -hmm. you know, lucky. But I I feel like that doesn't happen very often. But do you feel like black women particularly because they're looked upon as being like older than they are are kind of like a target for that to happen probably I would say more likely because of the environment um I do notice that um the young women that come into my office that are African-American their environment is is so broken down I met one today who was just she did not want to go to school uh, she, she doesn't want to do anything. Um, and I really had to talk to her about it. And I just, I just, she has a background that, you know, that I won't disclose. Um, it's, it's horrible. And there's no guidance. Um, there's no structure. Um, there's no parent support. There's nothing. And I think it's, that's so um, common with the kids that I see. So I just, I really think it's their environment and they just don't have that opportunity and they don't have that knowledge and they don't have the adults in their lives pushing them in that direction so it's kind of like once you get in trouble we're gonna throw you away rather than help you get on the right track did you have because you did change you did you know get into sports and your your life changed did you have that person in your life was it your parents or your coach or somebody else to kind of get you on that track was it coming like internally like I have this power to create this change for myself or like, where did that, where did that come from for you? I absolutely did. Later in life, I, I totally um, had 
the coach, um, Stan Edwards, but earlier, um, my, my older brother, um, he's about six years older than me. So when he was in high school, I was in middle school and he played basketball and ran cross country. And he used to wake me up at one and two in the morning to make me go run miles with him. Um, and he would always say to me, I don't care how tired you get, you better stay close to me. So um, I always had that determination, like I got, I can't disappoint, I got to stay uh, with my brother. So he would always just take me on runs with him um, and make sure that when I did go on runs with him, I worked hard and I didn't give up no matter how bad it hurt, because it hurts, <laughs> you know it hurts. So, yes. <laughs> so he was, he was a, um, a very um, huge influence in my life um, early on for like the changes that happened within you, like when, when did it kind of click that you're like, oh, I'm, I'm good at this. Like, oh, <laughs> when uh, I would basically race everyone in the neighborhood and I was like beating the, the older men and the older boys. And I'm like, wait a minute, I think I'm kind of fast. <laughs> so that, that's, that's really when it clicked. I was just like beating everybody in the neighborhood. <sighs> So inspiring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I get chills. I just love when when people, women specifically, talk about overcoming anything. It just you know it brings me so much joy. And so I you know I'm just glad that you kind of got out of that position and you got you got yourself out of that position and you know and and kind of got in this track. Um, I know you said just now that you were or earlier, you're talking about the 800 and, and um, potentially going after that. What, what other goals do you, have you set for yourself? I mean, it can be running, but anything else that you've been really trying to focus on? In the future, I would like to have my own um, practice, mental health practice and focusing on uh, at-risk youth, the youth that I see. Is there anything that you're going to do differently that it's not happening currently or anything that you're going to focus on? Um, you, yeah, I would turn the um, the parents or the guardians away from the court system. That is not a uh, last resort. That's not a resort at all in my mind, um, because 10 times out of 10, most of the, these kids just need guidance, support, um, and a, a positive influence in their lives. They do not need the court system. I think the court system... Um, just pushes them down further down the wrong road. So yes, I would I would definitely deter them from the court system. What do you think um, mental health plays in sports? Do you think there is a tension in mental health in sports? I know we did touch on this earlier, but do you think there's becoming more awareness uh, across the board? Um, oh yeah, because uh, I, I believe I've, I've been seeing um, the tennis player, uh, Naomi Osaka. Um, she said she needs to take a break for mental health purposes. And I think it's very important. I also think that should be something that's built into all athletes contracts. And, and it, I, it could be, and I don't know, um, but mandatory uh, sessions, like go talk to somebody, um, take a break. Uh, things like that. So I think um, it's getting bigger because of her or people are, are understanding and realizing that it's huge. That's a lot of pressure. I don't know. I'm not sure how old she is, but that's a lot of pressure um, for her to be on that stage. So I, I totally get it. I totally get it. 
she's like one of the highest paid athletes as well yeah. as a female and being so young so and yeah. after all that anxiety during sports and then going in front of millions of people <laughs> hey and I saw um something recently on YouTube um, I'm, I'm not I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dr. Umar or not but he was really criticizing her um because of the country that she chose to uh represent because I believe she's half Haitian and half Japanese and she chose to represent the Japanese country and he went on at least a 10 minute rant about criticizing her about her choice so even things like that wasn't she raised there like that's her home for yeah her, and that's so. the thing we don't know the reason for her decision so yeah. how can we criticize her um but turning on the tv and seeing something like that I can't imagine Right, in addition the to the things that you named. Growing up, uh, when you got into tra track, did you think of doing any other sports as well? Were you oh, engaged with other sports? Absolutely not. My brother <laughs> tried to get me to play basketball. I cannot dribble, catch, or <laughs> anything. I have no coordination for that. All I could do is run. So no, track was always my focus. <laughs> 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 Good question. Nice. That's fun. He tried. But, mm -mm. He's like, no. Yeah. I know I tried to do uh, one one meet. My coach had me do field events. And then after that meet, she was like, we're going to have you stick with running. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can relate. I, could, I think I tried high jump before. And I was like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. It was pole vault for me. So, and that, oh didn't, that, didn't, that didn't last very long either. Oh, that's <laughs> brave. Right. Pole vault is brave. <laughs> is, there something, is there something that you wish that you would have told your, your younger self? Maybe um, getting to track earlier than I did. I, I started when I was in the 10th grade. So what does that make me? 15, 16? 16 years old. So I started really late and I was lucky that um, Central even noticed me. So probably start earlier and cut the crap. <laughs> what advice would you give older adults that want to become active and stay active? Find a reason, whether it's um, to relax, uh, stay healthy, um, you want to look good, um, but find a reason, set a goal, and stick to it, because I, if, if I don't, if I miss, like, two days, I start getting anxious that I'm not completing my goal, that I'm not doing what I need to do, and so I just feel like if they just find a reason and set a goal, um, it'll be easier. I don't know, that's what I think. No, that's a great advice. That's great. Because yeah. if you're doing something with no purpose, it's right. kind of hard to stay motivated for sure. Right. Of course. Right, right. When you are setting goals, are you are you creating any kind of like do you stick things to your mirror? Do you put it up, you know, put a note to yourself in your fridge? Is there anything that you do to like keep yourself on track? I am totally a um write a girl that has to write things down. Um so I have a day planner that if I lose it or leave it in the car, I'm totally lost. Um, without it so I have a paper planner that I use often in every day I wish I had it so I can hold it up so you guys can see it but um, yeah I keep a paper planner 
do you have a, a coach right now that you're training with? Um, I'm not training with them, um, but Stan Edwards would all, will always be my coach. So anything um, that I decide to do professionally, um, he would be uh, my coach, weight training um, and on the track also. Like running has, you know, given you so many things. Is there something that like a particular instance that kind of like being around the running culture has like changed change your perspective yeah that there's hope and there's a chance um for anyone um regardless of their circumstances um when usually you know I find kids believe that they're just stuck in their circumstances and I was the I was a perfect um statistic single mom uh grew up in a not so great neighborhood um father wasn't around no one around me was going to college. No one around me went to college. I was, to my knowledge, the only one in my neighborhood. Um, so your environment and your circumstances does not have to define your future and you can change it. You just have to work hard and realize that you are not your situation. <laughs> For young girls who are participating in track currently, what would you suggest or tell, um, tell them that they should do or look out for, like, if they were just running track for high school, mm-hmm. should they find an AAU track team? And if they did look for an AAU team, how could they decide which one to go to? And how could they get themselves to college running track as well? Oh, Erica. I just went through that today. Um, I I sent out a mass text to about 10 um, athletes. Um, A lot of them were females. And uh, we have been dealing with, um, it's like a popularity contest now on how they're choosing their track clubs to go to. And um, I would just say, you gotta look beyond that. Just because this young lady and this young lady and this young lady is fast that doesn't mean that's the track club that you belong to you need to find a track club that's about development that means you're not running the same times for the three years so that's about development um, that's about discipline that has had success with sending um, athletes to college um, after they leave the club so considering things like that um, how they should pick a track team not the popularity, not the popular team. So I've been seeing a lot of that. Because you're right, like sometimes growing up, kids just want to fit in. So yeah. they make their decisions based off where all the popular people are going and where can I be popular and just have fun. Yeah. But not realizing fundamentally uh, it could be life-changing yes. and can set the course of your entire, the rest of your life. If you uh, decide on an AAU team on fundamentals and development, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've experienced it. I went through it. Um, and it has set the tone for my whole life. Um, mm-hmm. And I've talked to other athletes that came from um, the same AAU team that I ran for, and they say the same thing. I know what my AAU team did for myself and athletes across the board, uh, football, track um I, I just 
I know what I've seen. And I have not seen that from another club in Michigan. I have not. And what about those young ladies who want to run track for college? Because I know when I was in high school, I was barely getting letters from colleges, if any. And I won my uh, state track meet. Uh, and But still didn't see any letters. Um, and ended up going to a community center, which worked with me to help reach out to Mm -hmm. Uh, university in order to get offers. Um, what are your suggestions to young ladies to get noticed and decipher which college they should go to? I built those connections. Um, and that, that's another thing that was great about my AAU coaches. He already had those connections built. Um, so, but building the, those connections themselves also um, and, and talking to people and seeing where they can get in and net, just networking. Um, Cause I, I was, I was like you, Erica, I was like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm fast, but I'm not getting any letters. And um, my AAU coach just reached out to coaches. So I just think building those connections, keeping those connections and relationships and not ruining them. Cause I'm, I've, I've been seeing a lot of that too, um, being at Southfield um, and just, just being open, I guess. Great advice. One question I was thinking of when you were talking about this is like, I still remember this one woman or girl I worked out with at New Haven, like she was fast, mm -hmm. but she ended up dropping out and like not wanting to do track, which I was just like, so, so devastated about because I'm like, oh my gosh, you'd be so fast. Like, yeah. um, what's, what's the number one reason do you think that that happens like in high school when, you know, you know, these young athletes are doing really well, but they still just don't want to, don't want to pursue it. Um, yeah, dealing with that too. Uh, I think relationships, not having those relationships um, and the motivation is not there either for some reason. I don't, I don't know what that's about, um, but I think having those relationships with uh, especially the adults around you um, to keep you on track. So you don't have adults around you that understand and realize how important it is um, and how this can pay for your, your whole college career. Um, if you don't have someone around them pushing them and telling them um, or reminding them of that, then they kind of just go off track. Um, I, I'm, I'm dealing with that now. A really talented young man, he's just not focused. And you know, I can only do so much. And if the parents aren't there push it, pushing them, the parents aren't coming to the meets, if the parents aren't excited about how well you're doing, then they're not. They need that support, yeah. for sure. I totally agree with that because that almost happened to me. Because yeah. when, when I was seven, like, I was like, I dreamt, like, I'm going to run at a university off a full ride. And I was going to do this. But then when I was getting, you know, closer to college and everyone else was getting letters or certain people, certain type of people were getting letters and not me. And then something tragic happened in my life as well. I was like, maybe like I'll give up. Maybe it's not for me. Or, but then I was like, no, I dreamt of this since I was seven. Like I have to get a scholarship to college. So yeah, it's, a, it's all about, like you said before, what is your purpose of doing this? What was your purpose? Because I 
initially I had a purpose, but then something tragic happened. It kind of mm-hmm. took away my purpose, but I was like, I didn't dream. I didn't dream of this for nothing all this time for right. nothing. So kept pursuing it and then having adults in the life, in your life. Cause, um, some adults that were closer to me were very positive, mm-hmm. but didn't have any experience or knowledge of collegiate athletes, um, transitions from high school to college. So they didn't even know how to help me. Mm-hmm. So had it, having to go to someone else who had those connections, but knowing how to even find that person was very valuable and important. Yeah. So that was the only one of the main reasons why I was even able to go on a full ride scholarship because mm-hmm. of the support. <laughs> yeah, so important. As somebody who's really in mental health in a mental health space, like what are some things that you've helped or have seen and kind of like helped your athletes to to overcome basically just being mentally strong um I always say let's see track is like I don't know 40 percent talent and 60 percent mental maybe more than that um so just really trying to help them become mentally strong um and getting through the workouts because I what I have noticed is that um, they want to quit. Everybody wants to quit when it gets a little bit too tough, when it gets a little hard, when it starts to hurt a little bit, they want to quit. And you can't, you, you just can't do that. You, you never get better. You can't even do that in real life because things are going to get hard. You're going to hit barriers um, and hurdles. You can't give up. So um, just really trying to help them become mentally strong as well as physically. Is there something that um, you would like to call out or discuss um, that needs to be said that we didn't ask you about? I would just reiterate that, Lance, you are not um, your environment and you can change it um, if you just work really hard. love to end our sessions with um, a word of empowerment from you to our audience. The spotlight. Um just work hard and uh, take control of your life and set goals and live with a purpose. When you live with a purpose, I just believe everything just flows much more smoothly. For all the viewers who are watching, what is one way like they can connect or support, for instance, coaching an AAU team? What can our audience do to support your positive influence that you have. Stan, we're discussing that uh, yesterday as far as fundraising. And um, so we did that earlier through what's called Vertical Raise. Um, and all they will have to do is provide their emails and we would respond um, with a link that they could just click on and donate whatever it is that they would like to donate. So providing, reaching out to me and providing an email and I can send them the information if they would like to support in that way. You want to call it out here? Yes, it's so simple. It's NajaTrek at yahoo.com. Thank you so much for joining with us today. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Naja Foy. She was amazing. She's phenomenal and very inspiring. If you had something that really connected with you today, please leave it below in our comment section. We would love to share what inspired you 
and help motivate motivate us to talk more on those topics. If you have any topic that we didn't discuss that you would lo love us to share, please also add that in the comment section as well. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you next time. And you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at underscore Erica Mann, E-R-I-C-A-M-A-N-N. -N. You can follow at UR Sportswear on all social channels. And you can go to our website, which is the letter U, the letter R, sportswear.com. You can follow me personally at Jacqueline Gross, that's J-A-C-A-L-Y-N-G-R-O-S-S -S, on all platforms. Thank you for watching.